0: back With the WMAY morning news feed, I'm Greg Bishop. Joined in studio now, if I can get this microphone working right, uh, at 8:10, uh, is uh, Springfield District 186 teacher Cadence Cohen joining us. Cadence, thanks for taking time. How, how are you?
1: Good morning. Doing well this morning. Thank you. How are you?
0: Good to hear. Not too shabby. I got to say, I woke up Saturday morning and got on my uh, you know, morning scroll, looking at the newspaper, drinking some coffee, what's going on 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 Facebook, and uh, I saw your post where you posted your vaccine card with a message about your status. Uh, And this, um, of course, is uh, weeks after you have been raising concern of uh, uh, vaccine mandates and and testing mandates uh, and even speaking in front of the Springfield City, uh, the Springfield School Board, uh, about uh, possible actions they could take against you and others. So what did you post Saturday morning?
1: I posted my vaccination card and I posted my explanation that my stand has never been an anti-vaccination stand, although I do support the people that are anti-vaccination. My stand all the way along has been anti-mandate. I am against the idea of one man being able to tell an entire population what they have to do as far as their medical decisions about the ability to send their kids to school in person or having to do it remotely, or businesses being allowed to stay open or businesses having to close. I am completely against all mandates.
0: And uh, I mean, it goes across the the entire spectrum as well. And, and you had uh, talked briefly off air about um, uh, how it impacted uh, uh, property owners and uh, rental property owners in particular. Uh, so yeah, these types of mandates have been impactful across the spectrum. Uh, but that was something you were standing up to uh, to give voice to against uh, opposing these mandates. Um, when you posted your vaccine status online, uh, what was some of the reaction that you got from maybe some of those who were uh, your ardent critics.
1: They called me hypocritical because they didn't understand from the beginning that my stance has been anti-mandate, not anti-vaccination. If you look at the dates on my vaccination card, I was vaccinated in June for the first one and July for the second one, which was prior to any of the mandates coming out. That was a decision that I came to after my research and talking to, to my personal doctor and decided that that was what was best for me and my family. But I have friends with kids with health issues. I have friends that are of childbearing age that are concerned about long-term effects. And I support their ability to be anti, anti-vax. And the idea that I wasn't the anti-vaxer really blew a few people's minds.
0: Why do you think that is? Uh, Why do you think that that when you stood up and said, listen, I don't think people should be told what to do with their bodies. I don't think that people's jobs should be threatened if they have legitimate health concerns about vaccine mandates. Again, in your statements that you didn't stand up and talk about microchips being injected in people or, you know, about uh, gain of function research and Dr. Fauci or you weren't those weren't your talking points. You were focused primarily on the mandates and its impact on individual liberty. Uh, so why do you think that people automatically jumped to think that you were kind of in a group of people who were raising questions about the vaccine and whether it's you know going to harm people or whatnot? Why why were you being lumped into that group?
1: I would assume that that is because the stance I took was on the vaccine mandate specifically. If I'd have owned a, a small business. I I joked when they were shutting down the businesses that I would have bought a bunch of snow shovels and and called myself a hardware store so I could have kept my business open. But I don't own a a small retail business, so that wasn't a stance I could take at that point. So this was the one that affected my world and and gave me the ability to give voice to the anti-mandates. So I assume that that's why people rolled it in, because the anti-mandate rolled hand in hand with the vaccination not hand in hand with the closing down of businesses or hand in hand with the inability of, of landlords to collect rent.
0: We're talking with Cadence Cohen. She is a Springfield District 186 teacher who for weeks has been um, opposing mandates uh, from, from education and institutions that are requiring teachers to prove uh, that they've had a vaccine. Uh, you to this point had not provided that proof uh, and you were opposing the mandates. What was it specifically that Changed your mind to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell the school district. Here's my vaccine card. I got vaccinated months before the governor even mandated it. Uh, let's just put this thing to rest. Why? Why did you have that change of heart?
1: Ah, uh, was not a change of heart. I had hoped that we would be able to roll this through the court system, get the mandate stopped prior to me having to do this. But I reached the end of the wire with a with a school district. And I was not willing to not be a teacher anymore over this. I will continue to fight the mandates. And doing what I did gave me a voice about the mandates, but I'm not willing to not be a teacher anymore.
0: Your students, uh, how have they reacted to this, uh, especially uh, the posting you
1: made on uh, Saturday morning? They are super excited that I'm coming back. And why can't you get back sooner?
0: <laughs> um. And I don't know if you've thought about how you incorporate. What, what's your what what area do you teach? Uh, business. Business. Okay, interesting. Um, so, are, do you plan on incorporating your experience thus far into yeah. into this? No, that's not going to be part of. Uh...
1: The classroom is is not the place to voice personal thoughts, personal issues, and personal beliefs. It's not the place to do it with, with kids. I will continue to do it through social media and and hopefully through other media venues, but the classroom is not the place for that.
0: We're talking with Cadence Cohen, a uh, teacher at Springfield District 186. Uh, there are uh, at least one other teacher uh, that's uh, being impacted by this, uh, Kingsley Keys, He's a music teacher. Um, he, he gave a statement to the uh, State Journal Register. Um, have you guys been in communication at yes. all? Uh, tell me about that.
1: Uh, Kingsley's a great man. He's a wonderful husband and a great father. And... In addition to being anti anti mandate, he is also anti vaccination. He has a wife that's pregnant. He has small children, and he has serious concerns about the vaccination. And I support him a hundred percent on his stance.
0: So, when it comes to um, others who who have said that they're not going to get the vaccine, there was one teacher who stood up as well, uh, saying that uh, they're they're testing. They're gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and do the testing, but they're worried about a slippery slope. What do you see happening uh, when it comes to that that concern of a slippery slope, like what's next? Uh, We've already heard from the CDC head that they could change what's considered
1: fully vaccinated, right? It's been a slippery slope all the way along. It was when our last president was in office. I've come up with this great vaccine. Everybody should take it. Oh, no, don't take that. It hasn't been tested long enough. All right, now everybody has to take it. This is a good idea, but we're not going to mandate it. Then it turns into, okay, we are going to mandate it for some people, but you have the option to test. Then some places are now pulling back the option to test. And like you said, we've now got the, the third shot that's supposed to come in, and I don't know where it stops. Cadence, um,
0: what's your ultimate message here uh, that you want people to take away? Uh, because, again, when you first came out with your position, people would lump you into a particular you know category. I've, I've <clears throat> been critical of, of mandates here on the air, and— I think it may have confused some people when I shared that I got vaccinated. right? Uh, Months ago, months before any of these mandates were happening, I looked at the the research myself and I made the decision, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Um, What do you want people to take away from this uh, who, who may have been confused about your position on vaccines when now you're saying it never was about the vaccine?
1: We live in a country of laws. This country was set up with a wonderful system of checks and balances that you cannot have one person in charge of making rules or mandates across all areas. None of this has gone through the legislature. None of this has gone through the judicial branch. And I want people to stand up for for their rights. I want them to stand up for what they believe in. I don't understand why anybody's not against mandates, because whether it's the vaccine mandate or the closing of business mandate or the closing of school mandate, eventually one of these mandates will affect everybody. And you start giving up rights, you're not going to get them back.
0: Cadence, um, one final thing here um, when it comes to the uh, um the mandates, uh, we're, we're going to hear a lot more about kids uh, and vaccines, uh, and you've already had the Springfield School Board put a, a, a referendum, not a referendum, but a um, recommendation, um, thank you, a recommendation to, to ISBE saying, hey, please make this a mandate. Uh, is that uh, something you think is going to further cause division? And uh, in, in if they do come out and say, okay, we're going to go ahead and, and make this a mandate.
1: I think the division will get larger, larger when you start talking about people's kids. There are kids out there with pre-existing health conditions, there are kids out there with religious beliefs against, or families with religious beliefs, and people are willing to take a lot more for themselves than what they are for their kids, and I think this divide will get larger if that happens.
0: You also had uh, previously said that you were um, using kind of the Health Care Right of Conscience Act uh, to, to raise concerns about these mandates. Uh, your reaction to what happened uh, at the state legislature and uh, anticipating that the governor's going to sign this?
1: They had over 50,000 people say, don't do this. And they did it anyway. That uh, that appalled me. And the idea that the law was written wasn't clear also appalled me. It's not like some guy was sitting there at 3 o'clock in the morning typing up some law and, and there it became. They've got a barrage of lawyers and and people that read and reread to make sure the law is written in the manner they want it written. And it was very clear. Now, they didn't exactly change the law, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in June.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's like a declaration. It's not (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Not even a change of the law. <laughs> I've, uh, I've I've seen some analysis to that effect, uh, and it will be interesting to see how the courts may interpret this if it comes to that. Right. So we'll uh, keep a close eye on it. Cadence going. Thank you so much for being open about this uh, and uh, really kind of spurring this issue and making it something that the community is talking about. Talk about the importance of that uh, and why you felt that uh, it was necessary to kind of give voice to those who are in opposition to to what they may see as government overreach.
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me on.